everybody. Welcome back to Four in Tow, a podcast for homeschool moms to find encouragement on our journey through homeschooling. Today, we're going to do part two of choosing a curriculum, and we're going to look at specifically homeschool styles or styles of homeschooling. I found a website article that broke it down so well, I almost wanted to read the whole thing on this episode, but I figured I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to use it heavily for definitions of these homeschool styles. I have been thinking about this for several weeks now. I still am having trouble putting together my thoughts on this and trying to figure out exactly how to explain all this. So we talked last time about how there's different teaching styles and students learn in different ways. And so trying to figure out those things first. And then now the part two is how to teach your kids. What style of homeschooler are you? So there's seven basic homeschool styles that were listed in this article. The ones that I knew about before finding this article were the classical style, Charlotte Mason style, unschooling and eclectic and unit studies. They also put Montessori and school at home, which I totally just blanked when I was thinking through and making my own notes. So I'm going to go through and kind of give you an outline of what these are. The classical style of homeschooling is very um, academically based. There is a heavy emphasis on Greek and Latin studies. So if you're studying those languages, you will understand English very well. Plus um, any foreign language you take, you should, you'll have a really good backbone for learning Greek if you learn Greek and Latin. This also has a very strong biblical component. So for those of you who are in the Christian faith, this is a really great one for you to use. There is a group called Classical Conversations that uses this style of teaching. It has a whole curriculum that that comes with it. And there's usually a homeschool group in your area. You can look it up online. I know for where I live, there's two that I could be part of. And there's usually a fee that's involved and you get together once a week and you go to classes like in a co-op type setting and you learn various topics. And the homeschoolers that I know who use this style, it's the backbone of their education. And then everything... um, they do supplement some of the subjects along the along the way, but the classical conversations curriculum is the, the majority of what they're going to be learning. Uh, if you want more information on that, I would highly recommend the Modern Homeschooler podcast. They did an episode recently on what a classical conversations looked like for a seventh grader, and I found it really interesting, very helpful. It's definitely not. Um, right for my family or my kids for a couple different reasons, but every kid that I've ever known to go through classical conversations comes out extremely well-educated. The next style of homeschool is the Charlotte Mason style. Charlotte Mason was an educator in the 1800s, and she made this uh, popular. She wrote books on how she educated children, and it's really... um, I'm hearing a lot about it, and maybe it's just because of the circles of people that I'm in right now, but it is like blowing up. People love this way of homeschooling, and I'm seeing all kinds of stuff on Instagram. I've been following a girl who uses the Charlotte Mason homeschool style, 
And she's got some great ideas on her Instagram feed. If you look up our quiet growing time on Instagram, you'll be able to see kind of what she does. And she posts books and schooling ideas and kind of gives you an idea visually of what she uses. It's really uh, nice. The idea of Charlotte Mason is shorter periods of study. So if you do 15 to 20 minutes of study at a time for elementary school and 45 minutes for high school students, they use a lot of observation, a lot, a lot, a lot of reading, especially reading living books, um, and then lots of nature walks, just spending time outside in nature observing and uh, discovering outside. It's uh, definitely the nature's approach. Another approach to homeschooling is the Montessori style. And in the article I was reading, they were saying it's not normally something that people think of when they add a homeschool style because it's normally thought of as something you would use for preschoolers or young children. But the idea of Montessori was created by a lady named Maria Montessori, um, an Italian lady, back in the early 1900s, late 1800s. And the idea is unstructured, student-led book uh, time blocks of study, especially using um, interest-based learning by the students. So it's very student-led. They're the ones that really encourage the use of blocks and wooden toys to experience and discover that way. Another style of homeschooling is unschooling. This is experiential learning, student-led with no testing. So the idea again here is uh, the math and and language learning is structured, but the rest of it is all what's based on the child's interest. So if your student is interested in World War II, then by all means, let's take some time and do a study on World War II. Maybe it means doing some internet searches and seeing what you can find, watching some YouTube videos or going to the library and picking out some books about World War II. And then if you want, write a paper about it or tell me what you think about it. It's not There's not as much structure um, as far as um, testing or report writing isn't necessary. But that's the, the idea of unschooling. School at home is another style of homeschooling. It's basically the same as public school. You can go to your local public school and ask them for their curriculum and you can teach that to your kids. So they're learning exactly the same thing as the kids in public school at their grade level. This is school at home. (laughs) It is just that. There's a lot of online schools that follow this style. For sure, if if you're a cyber schooler, this is what you're looking at is school at home. Another form of or style of homeschooling is unit studies. This is where you take one thing. So for example, my frog and toad unit study that's coming up in June. <laughs> and you do as much study as you can around that one thing. And so you can you can study a, a biography of the author of Frog and Toad. You can use that for your uh, social studies credit. Then you can study the science of a frog's life and a toad's life and you can study uh, whether or not they are amphibians and or a mammal or what's the difference between amphibians and mammals and then go on a nature walk into the woods and can you find a frog or a toad and where would you look for a frog or a toad? I'm obviously very excited about my frog and toad unit study. You should join me. <laughs> and the last style of homeschooling is the eclectic style and that's just a little bit of everything. 
Now, I find myself in the eclectic style. I just pick and choose a little bit of everything. I think the only way, thing we don't do is the school at home, but we, we do the unschooling. What are you interested in? Well, we're interested in animals or sewing. So, okay, we're doing sewing today. <laughs> I also have done Charlotte Mason style as far as short periods of study. I have to say, though, I'm not, I haven't done as much of the nature observation as I probably should. I love unit studies, absolutely love unit studies, and I do like structured study time as well. So it's, it is a big game. I will put a link to the article in the show notes because it is super, super helpful. And it goes in depth as far as drawbacks and benefits to each style of homeschooling. The article also uh, cites some curriculum you can look through for each style of homeschooling as well. So from here on out, I'm going to be reviewing homeschool products and uh, what I've used and what I found helpful. And if there is a curriculum that you love, send me a little message and we will put up your review as well. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. So this is fully a test. I had a wonderful week off uh, my mother-in-law had my kids all week long down in North Carolina, and I was so excited to get tons and tons of stuff done, and I realized, well, gosh darn it, am I allowed to swear on my own podcast? Damn it! I have so much on my plate that I literally could have another week with them gone and still need to catch up on stuff. So I am currently in my car driving down to meet my mother-in-law halfway so that I can pick my kiddos up and return her car. And I am recording in the car. So we're gonna see how well this recording actually turns out. But I hope this episode today has been helpful to you to know some of the approaches of homeschooling. There's so many different ways that you can go about homeschooling. And like I said in the first part of this episode two weeks ago, or the first part of this little series of how to choose your curriculum, it, I don't think I've ever really met a homeschool parent who's like, oh, I know the way to homeschool my kid is, is with this book and then never changing paths. It, everybody goes on a journey. It is truly a homeschool journey and we call it that for a reason because things just change, life changes, you learn about yourself, you learn about your children, you watch your children grow and see what works for them and what doesn't. I am a big believer in the eclectic version of homeschooling. However, I know for sure that not everybody can do that. It takes a lot of work. And if you're not used to, or if it's not in your wheelhouse to be super organized and really planned out and creative in the teaching aspect of things, that can get really overwhelming. And it's just easier to buy a curriculum in a box, as I call it, um, something like a Becca or Sunlight curriculum, they have, it's everything in a box and it's, it's all the curriculum. And I'm sorry, I don't know any secular curriculum in a box. So y'all have to uh, let me know what you use if you don't use one of those, but that it's all inclusive. So math and language arts, history, science, uh, geography, all of that together in a box. If you uh, know of one, let me know. I want to thank you for joining me on my episode today. If you if you want to know more about homeschooling styles, you can check out the article that I was citing. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can also do 
you can also do a Google search and find information as well. But, or, you know what? I love to have conversations with people. Just reach out and let me know if this is something that interests you. And if you ever want to talk about it, I am available. I use the Marco Polo app quite a bit. And if you are interested in, in, in talking with me there, um, sort of somewhat face-to-face is <laughs> how it works, um, I'd be totally open to it. Just shoot me a message and we'll get connected. June is coming up, you guys. And June is when I'm going to be doing the Frog and Toad Together unit study with my one of my local homeschool mom friends. If anybody wants to join us, we're going to start this next week. Like if this episode comes out on Sunday, we'll be doing it. We'll be starting on Monday and we're going to be meeting once a week to do a few projects together. But I have a whole um, downloadable lesson plan you can follow with a resource list which includes the book itself and then a few other extras here and there. I've got Beatrix Potter's Mr. Jeremy Fisher and a science beginner reader from Usborne Books and More called Frogs and Tadpoles. I also have some workbook pages from teacherspayteachers.com listed on there and a unit studies guide that I had found in a consignment shop. I found the, the company that originally published it, it still has it for sale in both downloadable versions and paper versions. So I've listed that as well in the resource list. So if you're interested in joining us, we'd love to have you. You can follow the unit study with the hashtag FITPOD together. F-I-T-P-O-D together. And for the month of June and just see what we're up to. And we'd love to see what you guys come up with. Unit studies, especially when you're creating them yourself, can be really, really fluid and exciting to kind of see how it all works together. And I always love seeing people's ideas as they study the same things we are, but doing it in a different way. It always helps uh, my creative juices get flowing and it always really encourages me to be the best homeschool mom I can be, really. I love bouncing ideas off of other moms. If anybody is interested in starting conversation in a group setting, let me know. I'm toying with the idea of starting a Facebook group. Right now, I have a Facebook page. You can find me at Foreign Toe Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I even have a Pinterest page that I've had forever, and I recently changed the name of that to Foreign Toe Podcast as well. You can find me. And I have lots of boards of homeschool ideas that I've pinned in my Pinterest page if any of you are on Pinterest and interested in that type of thing. I also have a website, forintopodcast.com that has all of my episodes you can find there and you can like and subscribe to the podcast and write up reviews so, and tell your friends because I'd love to hear what other people have to say. I would love to be able to help you guys. So thanks so much for joining me today on this episode. I am going to sign off for now. Looking forward to my next episode which will be about planning. This is like my, I don't know what to call it. It is my all time favorite thing to do is plan our homeschool week or day or year. And so I'm gonna give you guys some pointers on how I plan my homeschool year. And I even have made a little like printable planner for you guys if anybody's interested in downloading it. I'll tell you guys more about that next time on the Foreign Toe Podcast. See you then.